Hello, Emily and Sophie. I thought we'd do a quick podcast to answer people's questions, but also to generally talk about what we can do to have as good a Christmas as possible. Because I think most of us recognise that always at Christmas, even if there isn't something challenging that a family is facing, there are often tensions between family members about how you decorate a tree or who's doing what when or presents and the cost and the busyness. So Christmas can be a really lovely time, but it can also be quite an intense time. And one of the things I was thinking about that I'd start off with is that actually I got, I think, a lot from you, Emily. There can be the difficult family member or the someone who's suffering or the one who always causes a fight. And before you go into Christmas, think about what are the landmines that are likely to go off and what you can do individually to make sure that you don't spark them off. And I was thinking the the single probably best thing you can do is lower your own uh, heightened state. So go away, get a glass of water, breathe in for four and out for eight so that you don't jump in and have the fight. You're kind of slowing your system down so that you're not overreacting is probably a useful place to start. What do you think? can't think why you thought of me when you were thinking of difficult family members, first of all. I wasn't thinking of you. What? I thought of you, Emily. That was a Freudian slip. You've never been difficult at Christmas. Well, not for a long time. (laughs) So that was my first thought. But I also think that just go into it knowing that not everybody is going to be happy all of the time regardless of whether there's one particular person or one particular relationship people are just humans and I think particularly if you have children the lack of routine the excitement everything chucking that into the mix your children are going to be more emotional they're gonna have more tantrums they're gonna have bigger feelings and if you go into it thinking happy happy everyone's gonna be happy all the time the pressure that you have to be happy yeah then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure because then you are seeing your children having tantrums and then you're like this is supposed to be happy i'm trying to do everything that i can to make this amazing and everybody is crying then you are going to be more stressed and frustrated so think going into it thinking we are going to do these nice things together hopefully but most likely somebody if not everybody is going to cry at some point and that's okay because we are also hopefully going to have times where we are enjoying and having fun and laughing and joy but it's not going to be a being happy all the time nobody has that nobody yes and i was thinking when we talk about it sometimes it's just like riding waves of emotion right it's like the highs of certain moments of that day and then there are lows and people have different highs and different lows at different times yeah that's good and i think mom you say this in your book don't you about um, every family has a story of allowing for difference like not everybody's happy and contentment looks the same some people are really and some people like dum ba dum dum ba dum. You know, some people need space in a day that's really intense like that. Some people want to be all together and cozy in the kitchen, and allowing people to do their Christmas day in the way that they need to do it, rather than everyone having to conform to one way of doing Christmas day. You must be here at this time, and if you're not, I'm going to be deeply offended. Allowing for some kind of difference of how to manage the day, I think, is helpful too. And it's so hard because I think we invest so much in it. And I think particularly if you are the person who is sort of in charge of Christmas, 
for whatever reason, it does feel like a pressure to make sure everyone's having a nice time and having a lovely time. And that is quite stressful. And you're carrying that. You know, I remember one Christmas month oh, God. <laughs> where you've like have usually been in charge of Christmas as it were, yes. and, and done it amazingly, I might say. Thank you. And one year you tried out this new Nigella Lawson recipe that involved yeah. like putting like Coke on top of the turkey or something. It was like something really weird. Honey. Honey. Okay, honey. And it didn't go well. It complete, went completely, completely black. <laughs> and yeah. I remember that we all thought it was com- hilarious. We all thought it was very, very funny. And your initial reaction was to be really un- completely understandably. I can actually cry now remembering yes. that black turkey. It does oh. make me feel so sad. And, and, but then I think you then laughed. You yes. cried and then you laughed and... We took a funny photo. Yes, we yeah. took a very funny photo. <laughs> <laughs> and it tasted actually fine under the black bit. <laughs> well, it's probably overcooked. So, you know, I think that thing of being in charge and then, you know, things don't always go according to plan and somehow being able to roll with that, I think is difficult because mm. you've invested so much in it. Self-compassion. Self-compassion. <laughs> and then I was thinking navigating Christmas when you're not with your family that you're born into. Do either of you have ideas for that? When you're going into somebody else's traditions and someone else's because everybody has their way of doing it. What we've done, which seemed to work nicely, is that when there was a new family member joining, then they brought along one of their own traditions to do as a family. Although everyone took the piss out of my husband's bringing labour cooking for quite a long time. <laughs> they did. <laughs> that was mean. Uh, I think we are still laughing at the labour cooking. <laughs> <laughs> um, that aside... I think that is quite a nice way to integrate something a bit of yourself to feel like you're contributing to something so you don't feel maybe like such an outsider. Yes, I agree. I think it's like using it as an opportunity to make new traditions. I do think that being in a blended family where maybe you have separated parents or divorced parents and you've got a sort of complicated stepchildren, half-children, which, you know, the majority of people have in some way or shape or form, it is more challenging because... I think you have to plan a lot in advance for it to go as well as possible. I think you have to make sure that your children know what's going to happen when, because the more they know, the calmer experience they're going to have. And so the more that communication is clear, I think will really, really help. And then I think you have to go into it validating people's emotions, because you might have a teenager who doesn't want to be there or children who this is their first Christmas who it's just with mummy or just with daddy and that is painful but you know I I always sort of basically the same say the same thing which is I I think instead of sort of saying but it's so great because we get to do this and we get to do this also saying I know it's hard it's hard yeah that Mummy and daddy aren't together this Christmas Mm. and mummy finds it hard too or whatever the thing is and then kind of think about but we are going to try and do these nice things and then you're going to see daddy on boxing day or whatever.
Yeah, I also will say that this is just a shout out to another podcast, because I know that um, Blended has done a series of short interviews with lots of different people about managing Christmas if you're in a blended family. So if you want to listen more to maybe specific questions you have, I would recommend listening to that. Oh, brilliant. So I've got a really difficult question here, which is, hi, my niece has recently lost her two-year-old daughter to pneumonia in June. Have you any ideas to help them get through their first Christmas without her? I know time sharing her pain is the best gift, but I thought you might have some other ideas. I mean, of course, first to acknowledge how devastating that Christmas is going to be for all of them. And when I work with families where a child has died and they have other children, I think the thing that we talk about is how you acknowledge and make space for themselves to feel the pain of their loss and and name the loss with each other. And it might be doing a ritual it might be going for a walk and as a couple and other people taking the children or it might be lighting a candle it might be kind of marking some part of the day that allows for the death of the of the two-year-old often as many people say it is the build-up to Christmas that is almost worse than the actual day because the day can go quite quickly obviously to explain to their siblings that they can be happy and they can be sad and some people just don't want to have Christmas at all and that that is completely legitimate, that you're not going to do anything. I'm working with a family at the moment where they're going to stay at home in the morning and be together and then they're going to go to a family member in the afternoon so that they allow for themselves and their own do their own thing. I guess I can't give people an answer, but my guidance would be obviously to recognise it's going to be extremely painful and to allow both, that if you have other children, they will want to have as happy a Christmas as they can if you can use time as a boundary between recognising your loss and feeling the pain and allowing your children other children to celebrate Christmas. If you don't have other children, then I, probably most people won't want to do Christmas, is my guess. They won't want to be with other family members having a happy Christmas, but some will. I mean, there isn't a rule. But in my experience, people who don't have other children have wanted to go away and not and not participate in Christmas that first year. It's just too raw. It's too painful. Does that make sense to you too? Yes, I think that's a really fantastic answer. And I'm so sorry, your niece. I know. So I got quite a lot of messages. So this question represents lots of people who are going to be on their own at Christmas and just to sort of cut it short I've cut it a bit is I'll be doing solo Christmas this year not ideal as I love the spirit of Christmas and having time with family our family is somewhat splintered any tips for managing the feelings of sadness leading up to the day she thinks she'll be all right on the day sort of one of my first thoughts is if you know in the lead up to that time that you will be on your own to try and plan a little treat for yourself every day, things that you maybe don't always allow yourself to do or that you're going to give yourself time to do and sort of things that you're indulging yourself and giving yourself something that you will look forward to so that each day has something in it that eases the discomfort of feeling on your own. I think something to look forward to. I think that's a great idea. I think treats actually are tiny treats. I mean, it can be really, really helpful. I had a thing, my first 
child is a really terrible sleeper. And I had this rule when he was really small. If I got under a certain amount of sleep, I was allowed a specific treat. <laughs> and it, it was like very effective to get through what felt quite hard. This is someone who's never commented on Instagram before, so she feels vulnerable. I have very mixed feelings about Christmas and the run-up. I come from a Jewish family and my parents deliberately went out of their way to deny Christmas, which I always find difficult, as I felt different and that I didn't belong. I used to, and still do, feel either resentment about the commercial excess and envious of people connecting with their families. My three sons spend the day with their non-Jewish father and I always feel lonely. I also feel guilty as I feel I should volunteer and give back, but I don't know where. Do you have any thoughts or ideas of what I can do to give back and how to square all these mixed feelings of guilt and envy, sadness and loneliness? I think it's so understandable. It's such an emotionally challenging time, isn't it? And because there's a sense that we're all doing it, there's this potential to compare your experience with everybody else's, which is always challenging. One of my thoughts is... Is it possible for her to have a big Hanukkah with her family before Christmas so that she gets her hit of familiness and closeness and celebration that feels unique and that might ease then that other day where she's not doing it and be quite nice. It's already done already. She's had her moment with family and presence and traditions coming together. One couple I know who are mixed religion, one Jewish, one Christian, have what they call Chrismica, where they blend a mix of the traditions invite lots of people around friends and it becomes a very big happy event so those are some of my thoughts I don't know if you have anything in that you would add yeah I mean I think that's a really lovely thing to do from a practical perspective I think from an emotional perspective allowing yourself to feel what you feel and not engage in you know what mum calls the shitty committee of like I shouldn't feel envious I shouldn't feel like all of those things that you're saying to yourself I think to just allow yourself to feel them as much as you can and be compassionate towards yourself and then if you are somebody who is okay being by yourself I think embrace the like solo time away from your three children as much as you possibly can find ways to enjoy it do things that you can't usually do because there is a lot of pleasure I think to be had if you can take away the pain part or acknowledge the pain part there is some pleasure to be had for being on your own. I've had quite a few New Year's by myself. And once I got over the idea that everyone else was at a party together, I mean, it was amazing. I sort of lit the fire. I had a dog with me and I went to bed at 10. And I was like, that actually feels really lovely. So if there's a way you can kind of embrace the being on your own as a positive, then try that too. And the other thing, quite a few people have messaged saying that they went on Google and went on solo holidays at Christmas and that that really worked for them. Yeah, being somewhere completely different, I think, helps a lot. Mm. Yeah. And if you can't find somewhere to volunteer, I would think about your neighbours. Is there someone who is also alone that you might pop into or take a mince pie to or have soup with or, that you know, think about your neighbours, your street, your community? Or or, or somebody a bit vulnerable around, like in your neighbourhood. There will be other people who are alone who you could cheer them up. So that might be something. At Christmas, I know that crisis, I imagine she would have come across, but crisis do lots of support things around Christmas. If you're in London, Centrepoint do quite a lot as well. So final thought, Sophie and Em, do you have a final thought? I think my main final thought is to take the pressure off 
as much as possible. I think the more you can just allow it to be a time where you're together in whatever state you're in, the more enjoyable time you will have. I agree. It's hard to beat that piece of advice. (laughs) I got in there first. (laughs) (laughs) You got in there first. (laughs) And then add in my do kind of five minute mini rituals that you like doing and also go for a walk. So get out, get outside, have a break, but do things that give you a treat. Think about them before, organise them before, whether it's buying delicious hot chocolate or that you could make or, you know, things that you really enjoy. We buy special chocolate biscuits. That's a real treat. Orange ones coated in chocolate, that kind of thing. Obviously, I like chocolate, but if would it, buy flowers for yourself. And don't put honey on your turkey. And don't put honey <laughs> on your turkey. Or if you do, watch it the time Nigella told you to watch it for and don't forget it like I did for an hour. Don't go open your presents <laughs> and get distracted. And if you do, be very self-compassionate about it. Yes. <laughs> so do what Helena Bottom Carter said, make music of what remains. Those of you listening, do please subscribe, rate and review. And if there is someone you think would enjoy this podcast, do please share it as well. So everybody have as good a Christmas as you can. And we send you lots of love. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.